Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Comics Pals Reviews. I am Sean, joined this week by Marco. Hello. We are a reduced crew to review this week, but we are still here to talk about three of Marvel's biggest books. I would argue the biggest three Marvel books to drop this week. Uh, we've got Death of Doctor Strange number one. We, we have X-Men number three. And we have Onslaught Revelation number one. Uh, 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 I don't know. I was, he's <laughs> taking off his helmet. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks for trying, Marco. <laughs> uh, so before we dive into these books, definitely make sure that you guys are supporting us by leaving us a like, a comment, a follow, a rating, review, wherever you're listening to us. Subscribe for free on YouTube. All those things are free to do and they help us out a lot more than they cost you. And make sure you guys are listening to the Comics Pals main show, which drops every single Monday. Where we're talking about all the characters you love and the news and everything that has to do with them every single week. Yes, sir. If you care about it, we're probably talking about it. Yeah. And if we're not talking about it, write in and tell us to. And we will. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to start with the death of Doctor Strange. Um, this is by Jed McKay with art by Lee Garbett, uh, Antonio Fabella on colors and Corey Pettit did the letters for this one. So this, this issue frustrated me. Really? Yeah. It, it frustrated me because while I don't think it was bad, um, it's extremely worried and mm. I had a problem with two out of the three books that we read today for just being way, way verbose. Um, this book explains essentially who Doctor Strange is um, and it gives you sort of the rundown. And we don't need that. We, we really don't. We know who Doctor Strange is. That's that's very clear. I'm, I'm see, but like for somebody coming in who's like, oh, you know, there's a new event. I'm going to get started and make sure if you're like reading an event, you're probably know initiated into the comic scene but i still think that it's it's a good issue one in like a more classic way of you know this is who we're talking about this is who is going to be driving this narrative and so you should have context into them um and then we'll get into the story so i i, I didn't mind it for that would you say the same thing if this were a spider-man comic book is this a spider-man comic uh i mean probably like if this is a swamp thing but like all right i know who this is see i think swamp thing needs that i don't think that any character who's had a movie needs this type of of a pretext mm. if you read comics you know dr strange is and if you watch movies you know dr strange is if you bought this comic book you know who doc like i just I, write in if you don't know who dr strange is if you're not sure his origin write in because I don't, I don't believe that. I just don't. And I don't really need to see him walking a ghost dog. Um, it's That's just cute. like, yeah, it, it, exactly. It, it is. But this was an oversized issue. Mm. And I really feel like you could have gotten the point across in half the time that they took. Yeah, yeah. That for sure agreed. I, I definitely think there was like something on the pacing end where you can kind of just, because it was very slow to start, yes. slow to get into anything. You could have parsed some of these things down and made them a bit more bite-sized uh, and then just kind of rolled into it for sure. And what's funny is Jen McKay is writing Moon Knight. Yes. And 
in Moon Knight number one, Jed, I thought, did an incredible job of introducing us to Moon Knight, a character who, who, who legitimately does need that type of introduction because he's not on the grand stage yet. The show hasn't come out yet. So there are people for whom this is the initiation, and I thought he did a tremendous job. This was just a little bit verbose for my taste. Um, it had some good bits. Uh, you know, I complained about Dr. Strange walking his ghost dog, but that dog's kind of funny. Yeah. So I, I didn't hate that too much. And I like seeing Wong. Um, Wong's cool. Uh, so there were some there were some decent bits. Um, Doctor Strange kind of dies unceremoniously. That's the that's the big bit of the issue is the death of Doctor Strange. And I felt like I'm sure that we'll see more of this scene uh, as the series goes on because they didn't show us a lot that we don't know who did it and, and all that good stuff. Um, but it felt unceremonious. It, hmm. I don't know. It worked for me because it was very much like, oh, after a long day's work, like, you know, what could get worse? Oh, I die, you know? So like from a comedic end, it kind of worked for me of just like, you know, he's having, he's having a busy day. He's going through all this stuff. He finally kicks back his shoes. He's, he legit has his shoes like soaking in this little like uh uh like black tub yeah, his feet oh what did i say shoes oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like soaking his feet and he's like in his little bathrobe mm. and then he's like oh i gotta go oh wait switch into my official gear because you know stephen strange the sorcerer supreme is never tired and then he he dies so i i, I think for me that worked and, and it worked pretty well yeah, I don't, I don't quibble with that. I just mean that there, I, I, I guess I'm saying there's more to this scene than what we saw. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're definitely going to show us more down the road. And I'm interested in see because, you know, who could, who could even kill Dr. Strange? Right. That's, that's yes. a major deal. And that's the mystery that I think they worked for me where, you know, we get the nine panels after the, uh, uh, like the teeth it, it's basically a continuous of like two big pages um one full page and then the nine panels are just like oh he's getting his ass kicked and death i'm like oh cool that was that worked dramatically i think yeah yeah um and i, I don't know man i gotta say i get the idea it's a day like any other right yeah and yeah it ends with him dying I have always heard, I have always been told and taught that you should start your story in any medium at the most interesting place. And for me, if I'm looking at this comic book and I'm saying, okay, this, this is $4.99, right? Is the most interesting place when he's drinking his coffee and brushing <laughs> his teeth, or is it when he's dead? I thought that the most interesting place was when he was dead. I thought that the yeah. most interesting thing that happened was that he, you know, goes to the door and it's like, oh, I'm dead. And now the world reacts and they mourn him and we get this alternate Doctor Strange. That was crazy. That was cool. And it was so cool. I just wish that we could cut the fat. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think um, some comics do have a problem with is it's a lot of preamble and i want to get to the game you know like what's the what's the meat here um 
the uh, how long is this event? This is uh, it's like ten issues, maybe. Um, ten issues. One. They've got the checklist. It's five issues. Eight, nine, ten. Oh, oh, of like the actual series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the main the main series is five issues. That's not terribly long. Right. Uh, we won't know whether or not the you know the excesses of this issue will leave us feeling like this was not uh, like they didn't have enough room to tell their story. Mm-hmm. But I could see that happening. For sure, um, I can see that. I think I think if he continues to sort of pad it out the way he has, um, especially at the, at the start of this. Uh, I can I can absolutely see it kind of rushing towards the end. I think because we'll have the uh, the second issue, and I'm expecting the second issue is not going to be oversized like this one. Right. Then he'll he'll be a little bit tighter on on his script. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to imagine that. And again, Jed Jed McKay is has proven uh, himself to be a capable writer through Moon Knight and other things. So I'm into that. And again, I love the concept of. The idea that Doctor Strange has like hidden a piece of himself elsewhere that activates when he when he dies, so that there will always be a a Doctor Strange. And this one, um, you know, spoilers, but uh, this is this is what he looks like. That's that's you know very classic Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. I love the gloves. You know, if you're if you're a longtime Doctor Strange fan, those gloves. You know, you know what that's about. Um, so all that's cool. Um, and I like the script for the most part. I just wish we could have gotten to things a little bit faster. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the uh, I thought it was interesting for him to split it up into two chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know that I was in love with that immediately, but I like that the when we did see the second chapter, because I thought it was going to be you know chapter one, A Strange Day, and then next issue was going to be the next chapter. Uh, but the fact that he broke it out like this, and the next one was just like all people reacting. I thought was pretty well done. And uh, yeah, that ending where he walks out, I'm like, I-, I was trying to like like figure it out. I'm like, do you think he actually did? I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's not that's not what this uh, story is about. And you flip you flip the page, or not even before he they prep it by saying zounds, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wait, what? And I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be somebody else that I'm, um, I don't know who this person is. They're just like a friend or whatever. And it, it turned out to be him. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty hot. Okay. I don't know what's going on, but that's cool. He, this version is going to avenge our, our version of uh, Stephen strange. Right. And, uh, you know, speaking of, of, of the script, like the way that Jed wove that story in mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the entire issue of this, you know, this, this legend of a guy who was able to you know sequester his soul um and then dr strange ended up doing a similar thing i thought that was kind of that was kind of nice um and and the sounds and stuff like that it makes that moment feel built toward yes yeah absolutely so that that worked that worked i don't know that it justifies everything but i think that did work and you're right that the reactions of everyone to the death of Doctor Strange and what that would really mean for, you know, the Marvel Universe, that's a big deal. Mm. For them to not have a Sorcerer Supreme, that's a major deal. I wonder if you could have, like, to cut the fat, maybe even moved the reactions to start, right? Where you're just like, oh, people are freaking out. And then you get into, like, somewhere mid through his day 
and then he dies like that might be even like a, a pretty and we get back to the people reacting at the house and that kind of ties things together not to you know, rewrite the script here but um I, I think i think that would have been an interesting way to cut the fat and still communicate the like the core of the story yeah especially because we all know what we all know what this is it's in the ta- it's in the name it's in the title so there's not it's not a surprise that he ends up dead you know that's not a shocking thing right yeah the twist of the issue is that is that reveal at the end of another doctor strange so i guess that's kind of where my frustration comes from the whole issue builds to something that we already knew was going to happen i would yeah. prefer it started there okay yeah super fair yeah for sure do you think that this is the Zer and R version of? Wow! Look at you with the reference. Yeah, look at that. I know things. I know <laughs> comics. I was gonna bring that up. It, it felt if it it, it it not that it felt like he was aping that or anything else, but it was re- reminiscent for sure. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. What'd you think about the art? I liked it a lot. It was super tight, a bit cartoony, and. I had fun with it. I think it did it, it did the job that it needed to. Some of the panels were pretty straightforward, um, but they just communicated everything really, really well. Mm. Um, yeah, this was a super easy, easy read in the way that you like just visually look at the panels. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't. I feel like everything was super tight. Alana was tight. Um, the the kids at the academy, Stephen. Wong, everyone just like looked really good and made good use of uh, the the panels that he has. Yeah, I thought Lee Garbit did a really good job uh, throughout um, getting the emotions across of everyone who you know was reacting to the death of Doctor Strange. Um, I thought that the you know the, the paneling wasn't crazy dynamic, um, but you don't always need that. I think I, I think um, it was effective and it was serviceable. And yes. there's there's nothing wrong with that. And I thought the colors were pretty good too. Yeah, for sure. Especially like in those big splash pages where we get these mm-hmm. like wacky uh, interdimensional portals and whatnot. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I had a lot of fun with this with this book visually. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Strange is a character who is kind of fun. You know, he's not super duper serious. Uh, and this definitely felt like that. In fact, this this very much felt like the same Doctor Strange that was established in Jason Aaron's run way back in uh, all new, all different, I believe. Um, it has that same visual. Um, it's a visual echo of that. And I really like that run. So this reminds me a lot of that. So I, I really loved it visually. I, I, I still want to know what's going to happen. So I'm definitely going to come for the, for the second issue. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that um, uh, that run with Jason Aaron mm-hmm. of Doctor Strange was actually one of the few uh, Marvel books that I had picked up like on a on a monthly basis. Oh, I didn't realize you read that. It was a Doctor Strange. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I, I like the art. Very, very cool. Chris Piccolo on it. Yes. Really yep. That was awesome. That was cool. I, I did not know you had read that. That's awesome. So when you were reading this, did it give you that idea of like, wow, this looks, this reminds me of this? It did it immediately. Mm. Um, I think as you laid it out, I saw some of the comparisons, yeah. but it felt like a very much like that Dr. Strange felt a bit more 
not as composed here yeah. he's very you know he's like i was a surgeon and i did this and you know and he was kind of going through his day without any sort of insecurity mm-hmm. and i think in that one he was a bit like less sure of himself so this confidence th- this confident strange i think worked well in the same way that the not as confident uh strange worked well in jason aaron's and i think he's he's malleable like that mm-hmm. and this was done pretty well especially for their place uh where they were at where he was at rather uh at those different points in time at that mm-hmm. time that we're discussing that was a doctor strange who was just coming off secret wars whose powers had gotten out of whack he'd gotten out of control and so he was less confident this is doctor strange very confident yeah, and yeah. pride always comes before the fall, especially for Doctor Strange. So it's very fitting that this would be the way he would go out. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but let's let's move on. We've got a double dose of X Men to talk about here. Uh, we're going to start with X Men number three. Yes. This is, of course, uh, by written by Jerry Duggan, uh, with art by the absolutely incredible uh, Pepe Larraz. Yo, all right. Hide out the gate. This book fucking slaps. I love it, dude. The this feels like Claremont X Men shit with a bit more of a serious drama flair to it. Mm. Um, the art, oof, 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 Pepelaraz. Oh, what are you doing? So good. <laughs> um, such good moments. Super dynamic. I think even some of the cheesy stuff. Uh, I'm trying to find it over here. Where is it? Where it's like, oh, Tesla, Tesla elephants remember remembers Earth's mistreatment of elephants yeah. and Tesla. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Cyclops is just the X Men love elephants. I'm like, this is stupid. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, this was hot fire. Well, uh, Marta Gracia did the colors, and Clayton Cowles did the letters. Of course, Tom Muller did the designs. I don't know that I disagree, uh, but I think that this series is a visual marvel Mm -hmm. that the script does not live up to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Same more. more. So three three issues deep, I just don't find myself really compelled by anything that Jerry Duggan is saying here. Um, And it's not that he's not capable because I love what he does in Marauders and other spaces. Um, but for whatever reason, like the way he's writing Cyclops, I just don't really enjoy, uh, like that line that you referenced. Oh, the, the X-Men love, um, elephants. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) like, I'm sure you do, but you're fighting for your life right now. Yeah. Okay. He's not Spider-Man, you know, like the quippiness doesn't really seem fitting for the situation that they're in. Okay, sure. Um, uh, it, it, I don't know. It, it worked for me. It, fe- it felt like some of the cheesy stuff that you'd see in, in like classic Claremont stuff, like mid, like post, post Phoenix, where uh, what's his face is, is in there. Ugh, who's the guy that builds shit? Forge. Um, Forge, where like once he can gets into the mix of stuff, there's I, I, I have a fondness for like that specific run with uh, Storm and Forge and Rogue is now two people. And um, I don't know, it, it echoed back to a lot of that and it, it connected with me. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's more than fair. I definitely am not a fan of the overtly quippy, jokey stuff that has kind of like been really popular over the last 15 years. It's it, 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 it's definitely something that Bendis did too, but Bendis was writing Spider-Man. You know, when when, when Bendis was doing New Avengers, Spider-Man was right. there, so it was appropriate. And I feel like it's gotten a little too crazy, but if it works for you, I don't think that's a problem. Um, I just don't, I don't know what, what is, what is the point of this? For, you know, okay, so the X-Men are, this is like a more fun X-Men group, I guess, but they're facing crazy hellish situations and they seem unfazed, you know, like they, like they're, they're making jokes while the high evolutionary supposedly beat them down. Like they didn't win this fight. Mm. They didn't win. They almost lost. It's only because Sink was willing to give his blood over to the high evolutionary that they got away from this. Yeah, that's a really good criticism. Um, yeah, that's a great point. I, I, I don't know that it... I don't know that it ends up affecting each individual character on a personal level and mm-hmm. uh, you lose some of that, some of that interplay and some of the growth for each of these. And I think to that, it's, that's one of the things that's lacking within this book is the interrelationships of, you know, each of these characters, you have it with, with sync and um, X 23 in this in like one moment that, yo, tell me not that shit was sexy too. Oh yeah. Like, like yeah. that was hot. I'm like, yeah. whoa, Jerry Duggan, easy boy. <laughs> um, but but that's all you get. You don't get to see how uh, Sync reacts with somebody else, or it's just Gene and it's just uh, Scott, and you right. you don't get to see other people interact. And I think that that is one of the faults of the book. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see them slow down. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really need this to be you know, villain of the week. Uh, in fact, I really wish it was the opposite. I wish that it, cause we just came off that, right? Like Jonathan Hickman's run on X-Men was very much, um, each issue was about something different and it would build something up and then it would leave that alone. And the idea was that it would always, you know, we would get back to that later. Hickman's gone. We're not getting back to that later. As far as we know, we're not seeing those old women again. You know, like, there's, there's things that are, are, are still not resolved. And I don't want this to run to just be more of that. I would love to see more interplay because you brought up Sync and Laura. I love Sync. This has been his coming out party. Yeah. Right? 100%. Like he's amazing in this series. I want more. Yep. I want more of them specifically. Yeah. Uh, but that's just because what we got from the uh, the vault was just like phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, Rogue's cool, Polaris cool. I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of them. Don't say anything bad front. about Rogue or Polaris. I, I'm just saying, I want to see more, man. That's, okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay, just try. Yo, try and then careful. Sunfire. That uh, when Sunfire falls out of, uh, out of the sky and you see uh, Sink just scoop him up, mm-hmm. Sunfire. He's like, uh, what is he saying? He's like, Shiro and I aren't doing so hot. How's everybody else? That was one. Where I was like, all right, like easy, you know, we get it. Yeah, You're not doing too yeah. hot. Teehee. 
exactly i i i don't need those things mm. um and 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 to, to to duggan's credit despite that you know ridiculous uh line you just you decided he is using these fights and these conflicts to to have character moments yes sync being able to save sunfire there that's a great moment i like that um but again keep referencing it the interplay between laura and and sync great stuff but where are the moments for rogue where are the moments for polaris where are the moments for cyclops they feel underserved and it's because every issue these guys are fighting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and even to your earlier point right these are just moments we're not sitting in anything yeah nobody's stewing and nobody's nobody's really getting to grow in any way or right. to be able to share experiences or to be able to share moments because you can't have that because it's just oh beat a cool you know page with two characters and then beat and you need the you need the breaks in between to just see them set summer down a bit yeah down yeah absolutely and but but on the other side of that the art is amazing oh absolutely like look at this look at this this is beautiful you know you talked about how hot of a moment it was would it have been as hot if LaRoz didn't draw it absolutely not you know the that that same page that you just pulled up uh with like the eyes i think yes. the eyes was what sold it like the fact yeah. that they're like holding hands and then the eyes are there just as the blade comes out it's like yeah. this tension moment oh oh pepe LaRoz. <laughs> Serve me that. Yes, I want that. <laughs> I want that. Um, and then this is the this is I don't remember if they did it in the last issue, but this issue features two different sequences at the end that are like tags that are about the villains to some degree. And it's like Okay. I like cool, fine, but I want slower moments for the mutants I'm here for. You know, I'm into the Ben Urich angle of the reporter who's kind of figuring out that there's something wrong here, that the mutants are resurrecting each other somehow. I'm into that, but it feels disconnected from everything else. Weave it in, you know, like I'm not feeling these end, these end sequences that, that, that uh, Duggan's been doing. I think the the villain one is particularly egregious just because the art becomes black and white. We see pictures, we see images that we've seen before, and then it's just a conversation between Gene and uh, what is his name? Cordyceps Jones or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm presuming it to be a conversation between them, but it it just, it, it doesn't fit. Like had we seen a bit more of these moments on uh, Game World, fine maybe i wasn't particularly interested in them when we saw them in issue one and two right uh, and and i feel like he's just kind of trying to push it along yeah so this one in particular was definitely frustrating the ben Urich angle uh i definitely see what you mean and like we have the potential to tie things in and it's less so he's just a background player it feels like uh, when we did the civil war book club what was the one the front one line. book frontline yeah frontline was great it was it was separate in in the fact that it wasn't obviously it wasn't in the same books but in that you still got follow-ups from certain moments that happened in the main book i think right. here the most that we got was oh remember when you saw 
Cyclops like two days ago or whatever, and then he was dead, and now he's fighting this whatever. Right. If if he was an you know on the ground reporter and he was at the events or something, that might be cool. Um, I think I, I I do agree that it could be stronger. I like what I'm getting, but I think it to your to your point, it could be stronger and woven into the the story a bit stronger or a bit better so that we get more of the uh the payoff at the end. Yeah. I think this is I'm not sure if this is the last Pepula Ross issue. No. But he is leaving. Oh, we're dropping this book. <laughs> yeah, both LaRoz and Gracia, I think, are leaving. Um, and this book, to me, is not nearly as strong without them. So hmm. I'm still yeah. curious about the story that Duggan is telling. There are interesting elements. I'm sure that we haven't seen the last of the high evolutionary, but I, I really want a narrative through line that involves the X-Men specifically that we can sink our teeth into. I don't really want the monster of the week stuff anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we're going to close out with Onslaught Revelation. Another new revelation. Yes, uh, Cy Spurrier, Bob Quinn, Bob Quinn, um, who who actually uh, listened to one of our reviews uh, and uh, had some funny words for Pete. <laughs> oh, okay. And then, sorry, just going back on X Men Four. So yeah, next next month, it looks like Jerry Duggan, uh, Javier Pina is going to be the artist, mm-hmm. and who's the color artist? I don't yet know who the color artist is, but Pepe Lara is going to continue to be the cover artist alongside yes. uh, Marta Gracia. Yeah. Yeah. So relegated to covers on that. Um, Sad. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we have Java Tartaglia on colors, uh, Clayton Cowles on letters, and of course, Tom Muller did the designs. I said that there were two issues that were super wordy unnecessarily, and this was the second one. Oh my god. Hmm. Oh my god. So many words. I and maybe this is just because I like Psy. It worked for me. And and I, I, I'm pretty sure it's because I like Psy Spurrier. And so yeah. it, it didn't it didn't bother me. The, the 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 context and the background and like the why is getting explained were okay because we kind of see them pay off towards the end of the issue. If I never read a comic book that starts with the words there once was ever again, I'll be really happy. There once was, you know, like once upon a time in the days of old, I'm tired of all of those phrases. Please stop using them. Um, You should be poetic. No, no, no. And again, another visual marvel. I think I think this issue was was amazing looking, and it rivals what Pepe Larraz did in uh, X Men in terms of the scope. Seeing onslaught this way, like this cool. is why I bought the issue. That, that 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 page was really cool. Yeah, I bought I bought this comic book, and I bought in on Way of X because onslaught is amazing looking. And Bob Quinn did a great job of bringing that to light mm-hmm. here. 
Later on, we see the new version of Onslaught or whatever, and that I just couldn't get with. I, it was weird. I mean, like I get why they had it that way, but yeah, it definitely did not look cool at all. Yeah. It it just watered everything about him down, considering mm-hmm. the fact that he's supposed to have the big ass Magneto helmet, and he just was be this brolic ninety ass nineties ass looking dude. Right. So to give him to slap him on uh on Professor X who has his like lanky body, not cool. Yeah. I I will say the I'm all right. So I'm like kind of frustrated by the larger concepts that Cy brings forward in way of x because it wasn't the book that we were necessarily promised like yeah it focuses on what the religion is or supposed to be and but it doesn't ask or doesn't linger on some of the metaphysical questions that Mm -hmm. i really wanted him to get into here i think what it what he does is he takes some of that and adds this abstract art layer which is interesting um i'm forgetting what it's called uh the where what's his face legion has planted a the altar the altar yes that conceptually amazing like that was that was super cool um i think it's a great way to uh continue expanding the world of krakoa Mm -hmm. but there was the through line being through onslaught i think was weak and I like the way that it that it resolves in that it becomes you know this this haven for creativity and thought and what the uh what the quote-unquote religion would be right but i lost the connection between that and the spark and he has these cool ideas but he hasn't tied them together in any neat way and they just kind of feel like they're lingering in the altar like they're just floating around and shit yeah, I agree. Um, I was initially interested in the Way of X concept, but from the word go, from the very first issue, I was like, okay, this isn't what I was sold on. Uh, it quickly became about Onslaught, and it quickly became about, like, what if what seemed like, to me, fairly trivial matters, you know? And um, I see now why Onslaught made sense as the villain for the way of X story, um, you know, it's this evil that was inside of all the mutants that they needed to purge basically in order the to, hate. yeah, their hate um, that they needed to purge. And that's fine, I guess. Weak use of Onslaught. I, I, yeah. I, I hate to say it because I really like, this was ambitious and it was cool. And I respect the creative team for the attempt but I just don't think this was a good use of Onslaught. He, it's not what the character, like, yeah, the characters are this combination of hate and between uh, a shared hate between Magneto and Xavier. Fine. That gets laid out. But to use him as the basis of we need a way to fight that hate mm-hmm. can work conceptually. But I think personifying it as a villain right in and in one as infamous as onslaught was a miss i think you could have done you know your own sort of situation uh the own character this you know this skinny pinhead looking guy um that could be your, like your villain or whatever 
and onsite could have come in as like a uh oh i'm you know building up from that like oh you let this hate escape and now it manifests and like oh badass okay cool but from the get-go of him just kind of infiltrating people's minds it, it made him feel weak considering the scope of the event that they were trying to tell in onslaught where he was like legit trying to rewrite and like take over the world where this is just like i'm just here to kill mutants and what does he say disrupt the mutants because of orcus it it was a is a good concept but i think using using onslaught was was weak well i also don't even really think that the tie-in for orcus was very good because how the hell did they how the hell did they get access to this on to onslaught I, mm-hmm. if you understand it better than i do feel free but i don't even think that that concept is i it feels kind of half-baked like i'm not sure i'm not sure and maybe it's a revelation that they haven't revealed yet but i feel like tying onslaught into orcas cheapens onslaught there there was something in it that like because they glossed over it i remember reading a, right. a part where they were just like oh yeah we'll never know how he got in but you know it happened and that was definitely uh i can't find it but uh there was definitely a moment where they just kind of said oh you know what oh well it was a mcguffin and that's it yeah Uh, i wanted this to be really amazing and for me it just didn't hit the spot i really 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 wanted to love this yeah Um, I, I think I think I wanted it to be more than it was. Like yeah. I had fun with it, um, and I had fun with the story he was trying to tell. But there were ways for him, for Sai, to be able to uh, weave them in together better and have that final product come out even shinier. Um, it was fun, but there's definitely there was definitely room for uh, for holes, and uh, I mean we we tackled on some of them so. Well, how do you feel about the way it kind of ultimately resolves this idea that, you know, the spark is kind of the religion that we've been working towards, even though it's not exactly the religion uh, and that we're getting the legionnaires. It appears that that's going to be a book that we get down the road. Um, How do you feel about that? Uh, I I couldn't find the connection between the spark and uh, Onslaught and, you know, the religion that that uh, Kurt wanted to start, yeah. Like it, it felt. It feels like it boiled down to oh, your creativity and your drive and your your own personal passions. Mm-hmm. But if that's the antithesis to hate, I need I needed more to be explained in in that in that case i I don't think that that it was laid out clearly enough for me it's not even uniquely mute and that's a big issue for me the concept was supposed to be that this is that how are mutants going to go forward religiously now that they're not tied to humanity even in terms of life and death and this doesn't feel like the answer to those questions I'm really curious as to what Hickman's intent was when he wrote Nightcrawler in House of Powers. Is this what he ultimately wanted to happen? Was this the book? Was this the concept? Was it the spark? I'm real curious. And there was the, 
I guess the parable of like the fish. Yeah. And making the 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 same turn because at some point it could be it's not just the shark but the whale. Like there's just allusions here that I didn't get and I don't think strengthen the book in any way. I don't know. He he could have he could have done a better job of connecting all of this stuff. Um yeah, it just wasn't executed well for what we understood it to be coming in from right to the Hickman stuff to Way of X to yeah. this to like what is onslaught is involvement and even Orcus. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that you know I haven't been overly excited about any of these books. Unfortunately, they just didn't do it for me. But the art was great in every single one of them. So there's <laughs> that. They're good looking. Uh, and you know, I, I neglected to discuss whether I would recommend that you pull these books or pass on them or trade weight them. Um, so just real quick, let's go through that. In the case of Death of Doctor Strange, um, I, I, I would I would probably say trade weight it. Really? I was gonna say pull. Oh, look at yeah. you. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna pull it. Yeah. I, I think it was I think it engaged me enough for me to say that, you know, the next issue is I want to I want to figure out who this Stephen Strange is because yeah. that was interesting enough and yeah I think they did a really good job of just communicating everything to me okay yeah I, I don't think it was bad I just think that um whatever revelations are going to come are probably not going to shake the core of Marvel mm. and so it's not incredibly necessary in my mind for you to be reading it right now so i wouldn't say pass i would say i would say trade weight it um and then for x-men uh i would say you got to pick it up because it's pepe la Raza and martha gracia and we're we don't know when we're going to see them again at least i don't know right now so i would say pick this up for them alone i would say pick it up I, i'm having fun with it so i would absolutely say pick it up uh i think the art to what you mentioned is going to play a really big factor because we just get these incredibly strong moments in yeah. the book. And if we don't have the art carrying some of the lackluster stuff that Duggan's been doing, mm-hmm. um, I think the, I think it'll suffer in quality. And so uh, tentatively pull the next issue uh, just, just at the very least to see, you know, how, the uh who's it uh javier pina is able to communicate things yeah yeah i'm 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 excited to see what what the new artistic team does there but i think you got to pick this one up because it looks really great uh and then onslaught revelation um i would say pass i'm sorry if this wasn't size barrier and i didn't like size barrier as much as i do i would absolutely say don't pick this up like this is a drop but size barrier so he has my four dollars yep uh he has your five dollars damn what a fool i am (laughs) um but yeah i i would say pass just because you know i don't think that what happens here is i don't think it really matters Hmm. frankly um even if it even if i didn't love the issue if i thought what happened needed to be known by people trying to follow the story of the X-Men that I would say you got to buy it, but I'm not so sure that it even matters going forward. So hopefully I'm proven wrong on that. Uh, All praise to the artistic creative team. I think they did a great job. Uh, It's a beautiful book, but I just, 
couldn't find joy for myself in the story. So yeah, I would, I would, I wouldn't say pass. Actually, that's a great point. Like, does this even bleed out into the rest of Krakoa? Right. I feel like, I feel, with with all this, probably not. Like, who who cares what uh, Nightcrawler's religion is if everybody's still just if everyone's just still obeying the three laws? What is it? Don't kill a human. Fuck a lot, and I don't know something else. Um, it, it, it this didn't have any. I don't think it mattered, and I think that that knocks this even further on the book um yeah yeah that's unfortunate um and frankly right now the x books have a lot going on because we've got trial of magneto which is in the throws this just wrapped and the next week is uh inferno, inferno right yeah which is my pick by the way for next week's books um inferno but with all that happening, I feel like this onslaught stuff and the nightcrawler aspect of it really feels inconsequential when weighed against those things. And like even even onslaught, like he could have spilled out into the rest of the the X world currently. That would have been crabbed and cool, but he's relegated to one book, Way of X, and he's he's nothing. He's not even like a major villain. They just they, they squish him. Literally go like that's it in his hand. Yep, that is uh, that's one way to treat to treat that villain, to treat that character. Not that they were going to be really utilizing onslaught anyways, but it just doesn't. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't sit well with me. What are you looking forward to for next week as we close out? So definitely Inferno, and I'm just pulling this up because I have a few pre-orders already. Oh, pre-orders. Yeah, that's the one thing I, I like about Comicsology. I can just like click on it. I don't have to worry about like going back in and trying to figure out what it is that I that I want. Sure. Uh, and it is if it ever loads. <laughs> what is this? Well, while you look, uh, Inferno is going to be absolutely incredible. This is, of course, the swan song for Jonathan Hickman. For now, Valerio Oskidi is joining him for this first issue. Uh, I am probably going to buy multiple covers because I love cover A, which features, um, oh my goodness, how can I forget her name? Um, oh my Ichimoku. goodness. No, 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 no. The, the woman who's behind all this, Moira McTaggart. Jeez. Oh, that's right. It features Moira. I love it. I also love the Mark Brooks wraparound. It looks beautiful. But then there's also the art germ cover with Mystique looking amazing. So I'm torn, guys. And uh, next issue, okay, next book for me for next week is Crossover. I thoroughly enjoyed the 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 first arc, and uh, it's got good energy. So I'm I'm excited for it. Okay. Cool. So that's going to do it for us here on this week's reviews. Hopefully you enjoyed our conversation. If you did, write in and let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you all. If you leave us a comment, we will read it on our main show, The Comics Pals, which drops every single Monday. Uh, we really enjoy doing this for you guys. So if you enjoy what we're doing, uh, the feedback is always very appreciated. appreciated and it gives us the fuel that we need to do this every single week. Make sure that you guys are listening to the Comics Pals every week. Make sure you're listening to our reviews for Images books, which drop 
every Wednesday. Uh, these drop every Thursday. So check back with us next Thursday for our thoughts on Inferno and whatever other books we decide to read. For Marco, I'm Sean saying until next week, take care, guys. May you find the way of X. Spark. The spark. <laughs>